This is 2021. This is the Betfred Super League. Be ready. again and welcome to another edition of the best rugby league podcast around it is eddie and steve-o the podcast sponsored and supported by betfred it's good to have you all with us again now then after our walk and talk for mossy feature last week it means we haven't spoken to the man himself in sydney for a couple of weeks and boy has there been a lot happening in the big wide world of rugby league so let's zip straight away the twelve thousand miles down under to Australia and talk to the legend himself. Steve-O's waiting for us. Steve-O, trust you well. I trust we find you well. Yes, I am well, Eddie, but uh, I missed you last week. Well, we missed you. We missed hearing these these dulcet tones. There is, there is so much to talk about. Honestly, there really is. Um, probably the most important thing in many ways, talks are underway to realign Super League and the Rugby Football League. Ken Davey, the interim CEO, has confirmed this. Um, do you think it's going to happen? It should happen. Common sense, at last, has come to the fore. They should never have broken away. It was all about formulating Super League separate from the Rugby Football League because they thought that they could negotiate with television companies, not just Sky, so that they could get more money. And I'm afraid it didn't come to anything like that at all. Okay, they got away with it in football, but they have a lot more money in football than what we do in rugby league. And having to run two establishments, which cost money, as you well know, and it's about time that they just pulled their heads in and said, let's get back together and get our game on the right footing. Well, Super League broke away in 2017. In 2018, Robert Elston moved in with the hope of controlling the purse strings for Super League and um, negotiating a new and improved television deal. That didn't happen. Robert resigned in March. As you say, it's been an expensive experiment, but the Super League clubs who voted for the big split, have now voted unanimously to start the talks to get back and realign. Well, obviously, they've, they've, they've realised that it, it has not come to fruition. It was absolutely crazy. Well, Ken Davies says they are better and stronger together. They can build on the best of Super League and the best of the Rugby Football League. And it's a, it's a right thing to do, and it, I say to Ken Davey, thank you very much indeed for using common sense. It's not often used, that two word, common sense, in regards to sport, especially rugby league. But at last, 
I think we're on the right direction. Well, none of us know officially how much the uh, new television contract is worth, but it is understood to be greatly reduced. And one of the big problems that both Super League and the RFL will have is how that money will be distributed throughout the whole game. Um, that is a major problem in itself. Well, it is because, uh, as I said many, many weeks ago, in regards that uh, a lot of people in charge of Rugby League, be it Super League or the RFL, uh, they are only looking at the tip of the iceberg. They are forgetting what's under the water. And under the water, I'm talking about junior development, the schools, the amateur game. We've got to pull together. The pandemic has changed people's thinking because they haven't had the ability to go on a regular basis. So therefore, they're reluctant to get a season ticket. It's obvious. Oh, well, if the game's cancelled or whatever. When you pull together in one direction, we've got to start looking underneath the water. It's no good looking at the tip of the iceberg. OK, look, enough of the politics. We haven't spoken about the on-field matters for uh, a couple of weeks now. Uh, we've got the State of Origin third match coming up next week. The second match, of course, went New South Wales way. The series is all sorted out. How good, Steve-O, how good are New South Wales? Well, majority of former greats in this country are actually stating that it's probably one of the best teams that the Blues have put together. And when you look at the fact, the three-quarter line, especially when you look at Turbo Tom Trevojevic, what an outstanding player. He's only been at, at Manly for five years, and already they're saying he's up there with the Fultons, with, the, with all the great players in the past. He's outstanding. This man just keeps going. Not only is he creative, he's got the best support play I've seen for many, many a year. And yet, the same guy, you'll see him taking the ball up within his own quarter. He's just a dynamo. He just keeps going. No wonder they call him Turbo. No, he's a great player. In fact, I mean, there are 13 great players currently playing in the, the Blues of New South Wales. And this has got to be a worry when you look forward to the World Cup. England were beaten by the combined All-Stars. Now, it was their first run out in 18 months. I think we'll give them that. And Sean Wayne has had, I think, two, three, four training sessions at most with them because of the pandemic. But the bottom line, Steve-O, is they're going to have to do better. Definitely, that is for sure, when we've just discussed the fact that uh, one of the state team's three-quarter lines uh, has been classified as probably the best that's ever pulled into the State of Origin series. Now, I didn't take too much interest in regards to that they didn't beat the All-Stars. That, that's nothing to worry about. It's what happens when they select the squad. And when they get together, it's all about pulling for each other. And if they do that, they've got a chance. It's not suggesting that they could become favourites because Australia have to be odds-on favourites. But the big question is, are we going to have a World Cup? I hope so. 
Well, that was the next question. Is it going to go ahead, do you think? There's been no confirmation from the organisers as yet. They're just uh, keeping their powder dry. They are hopeful. They say they are confident. But can it really happen? Will Australia and New Zealand, will they come over for the World Cup? It's a massive question, isn't it? The rumours are that the big club, the big teams, Australia and New Zealand, and you know the places from uh, the South Sea Islanders, all they want is confirmation from their governments that when they go back after the World Cup, they don't have to isolate. Which, if that is true, I think that's very selfish. Imagine a young kid who's selected for Australia or New Zealand for the first time, the chance to play in a World Cup. And they won't go because they don't want to suffer 14 days in isolation. I think it's becoming very selfish. If that is the case, it has not been confirmed that that is the major reason why they won't come over. Vaccination is going to play a, a huge part in all this as well. And uh, we were talking just earlier privately. Um, not many have been vaccinated down there, have they? Four and a half percent wow. of the population. Now, the government are becoming a little bit red-faced over this. I think they thought they had it under control. Now, as I say, we're only talking about 160 cases in the state of New South Wales. And they are panicking, and they should be panicking, because they're running out of the vaccine. They have not ordered enough vaccines. Listen, I said we'd, we'd try and leave the politics alone. Let's, let's try and do that now and look at the politics of the game itself in the Betfred Super League. Wigan, Wigan, Steve-O, what has gone wrong at the DW Stadium? Five defeats in a row now. Five defeats in a row, unheard of. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? Uh, but I think you've got to take into account injuries, uh, problems in regards to to training and making sure that you're isolated. Uh, it, it's it's not the best ideal for it. And I'm sure Lamb, the coach, is under a lot of pressure. Once again, the rumour <laughs> rumor mill is going 100%. They're also saying that, you know, <laughs> is the England coach former Wigan coach, is he on his way back to Wigan? I mean, if they start losing a few more games, you've got to say that Lamb is on shaky ground. Well, he's got the likes of Zach Hardacre out suspended at the minute. Bevan French is out for the rest of the year. Uh, John Bateman is also missing. Uh, Manfredi, uh, he is packing in at the end of the year as well. Um, they've got great youngsters at Wigan. They always have had. Uh, but who was it, Alan Hansen, who said many, many years ago, you win now with kids? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll always remember that. He'll, he, he probably doesn't want that bringing up on a regular basis, that's for sure. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm sure that not, not just Wigan, but quite a few other clubs are having to do exactly the same thing. But let's go down the spiral. Let's go down that very long staircase to what I was talking about earlier. Are we getting enough good quality young players coming through school, through the amateur ranks, etc., and so forth? The answer to that is no, we're not getting the quality coming through. That's why you see so many players being picked up by one club or another club. St. Helens 
I mean, their coach has already come out publicly and said, we can't keep our players. We, they, they keep getting poached. And because of the regulations of you can't pay X amount to that, you've got to keep under the salary cap, that means that those players will go from one club to another. Now, many, many moons ago, you had what was called a benefit where you'd played 10 years at the club. I don't think Rugby Football League supporters know what a benefit is these days. No, that's true. I mean, you mentioned Saints. Uh, Lachlan Coote, he wouldn't confirm it on the television at the weekend, but Hulkingston Rovers are saying that the move for Lachlan Coote to Rovers is a done deal. Theo Farge is rumoured to be on his way out of Saints as well. And you're right, Wolf has said it really is tough to keep his players coming off contract now. Is this, is this the salary cap? Is this the salary cap kicking in at last and spreading the talent across the comp? Yeah, of course it is. That's why it was supposedly brought in to ensure that we didn't go through a period like we did in the UK with Wigan, all conquering. No one could beat them. They had to build more shelves for all the trophies that they won. It was as simple as that. They virtually got all the best players. So something had to be done. And I suppose all the other clubs and all the other club supporters, they'll be saying, well, Wigan started it all and they had to change it. And they're happy that Wigan are going through poor form at the moment. It's very, very difficult to try to get through to your salary cap. And let's face it, over the period of time, Eddie, how many clubs have been fined because they've done a bit of a fiddle? Not only in, in the UK, but also down here in Australia. Well, that's true. There have been a number of fines because of that, point deductions as well. Um, the problem with the salary cap is not all the clubs in the Super League are paying up to the top of the salary cap. We can, we can all think of the teams that I'm talking about. But on, on the weekend, and admittedly, it was in torrential rain, Saints took on Wigan in the local derby, blue-ribboned event. Steve, I've, I am struggling to think of a worse Saints-Wigan game I've ever seen than the one we saw last weekend. Well, I don't think the weather helped. No, uh, it didn't. I have, to, I have to agree with that. But, uh, look, you're going to get the ups and downs of it. I mean, the problem in down here in Australia, I mean, if you look at the score the scores that have been put through. Uh, it's amazing. You know, I mean, they're just getting hammered. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, Manly scored 66 nil. 66 nil. That's it. That's it. The largest, largest average in the history of the Manly club. And I must say, though, uh, what about Jake Mamo? Yes, uh, I th I saw his interview <laughs> after that game. Uh, I, mean, I I don't know what he's on. I mean, someone found <laughs> him up. He's he's a he's great to interview, and uh, he kept saying, "Oh, it's a great club, blah blah blah." I, I can't tell you, I can't do this, and gonna. And I just sat there. I was laughing, and I was I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> when he finished the interview, I think that's right. He's off. He is. He is a great character, Jake, and he, he is a lovely lad. And, of course, Warrington, you know, they're on a high. They beat Saints. They beat Wigan, the first Wigan in, in four years. Then, Monday night, they go out and they lose at home 
to the Leeds Rhinos. The fans are booing him again. I mean, one minute they're riding high. Now what? <laughs> is it? Is it really their year, Steve-O? Is it Warrington's year? Who knows? Uh, how many times have we said that Warrington's got to be odds-on favourite for it? Uh, and then when it comes to the big ones, they just seem to fall apart. I still think that they are the favourites. But Leeds, good luck to them. Richard Agar, I'm glad that he's staying in England. They'd already said down here in Australia that he'd already signed for the Cronulla Sharks to be the assistant coach to Craig Fitzgibbon. Now, he takes over the Sharks next season. Now, you've got to remember that when Fitzgibbon was playing at Hull, Agar was his, his coach. And I do know that they have been in, they've had correspondence with each other ever since those days when uh, when Agar was, was at Hull. And it was all publicity down here. And all I can say is that um, Leeds finally put their hand in the pocket and give him a good raise. That, that, that certainly could be the case. The fact that Kevin Sinfield is leaving at the end of this year as well probably played a part in it. Richard, I think, is going to get some added responsibility. And we talk about players on the move. He didn't um, actually blow out of the water the news that Aidan Caesar is on their radar. And it is believed that Aidan Caesar will be moving from Huddersfield to Leeds. He's certainly, he's certainly someone that um, Richard Agar fancies, that's for sure. Well, that surprises me. Yes, he's a great player. And it's good that Agar thinks that he needs. But I'm thinking to myself, you know, Cruz Lehman has already signed a new extension to 2024. Um, and they've also got Brad Dwyer. So do they really need three top quality hookers? Maybe Dwyer's going. Maybe Lehman doesn't want to play there till 2024. But it does sound unusual, doesn't it? When you've got three, well, two great hookers there at the moment and they're going to make it three uh, with Caesar. We'll watch this space. One hooker who is staying where he is, Paul McShane, your favourite player at the moment. He's agreed a new deal to stay at Cass. That's great news for the Tigers. Certainly is. And the one thing that I do like, I, I like his new hairstyle. I think <laughs> it's fantastic. He's, he's done the right thing. Not many hookers are bald. <laughs> I can think of one who was. No, I had a comb over. You did? <laughs> From the back of the listen, head to the front. <laughs> listen, I don't, I don't want, to, want to get into uh, that topic, especially with you, with you who keep saying that he never dyes his hair. Oh, my goodness. How old are you now, Eddie? Come on, tell me how old. Well, I'm 71, but I've not got it. Well, I have got a grey hair in my head, but I have yeah, never. Yeah, but, but it's it, it's only never. because it's it's only because of the COVID that you can't get out to the barber <laughs> to get some dye. That's no, the only I, reason. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you the. Uh, never mind the barber. I'll give you the the uh, telephone number of my hairdresser, Stuart, and he will tell you that his fingernails are not black when he has finished sorting me out in the chair. I'll tell you that now. Well, tell him to use a shovel when he's out in the garden. <laughs> he must be used. He must be used his fingers on that one. But listen, I, I'm I'm glad that McShane's staying because I I do rate him and I do hope that he gets selected for the World Cup. He fully deserves it. Man of Steel is a great player.
he is a great player. Um, we've mentioned coaches staying. There is one coach out of Super League going. Danny Ward has gone from London Broncos. Now, being tipped up here to be heading to a Super League club, but the question has to be, which one? Well, I spoke with David Hughes, the uh, the Broncos owner, uh, two days ago, and he wasn't happy with the way that they played, especially in the first half against Featherston. And quite frankly, he'd been told by Danny Ward that he was leaving the Broncos at the end of the year. Well, after that dismal display in the first 40 minutes, uh, David took the decision and told him to clear his desk and was sacked. He also said that he's not panicking about getting another coach. He wants to just sit back and see what happens. And I, I think he's done the right thing. Uh, I just had the, shall we say, impression that maybe Danny Ward had lost the players or maybe the players didn't want to play uh, for the coach. Uh, it, it can be a problem, especially if he's made it quite clear that he was going to leave the club at the end of the season anyway. Uh, and remember, you know, David backed Danny's selection. He brought in those players. And from what I have seen, those players are not performing to their best ability. So something was radically wrong. Well, let's see what happens down at the London Broncos. There is one big name apparently coming back. Um, I don't think in a, necessarily in a coaching capacity, but uh, the former Leeds Toronto boss, Brian McDermott, reported to be uh, going to Oldham in some capacity or another. I mean, Brian's won, what was it, how many Super League Five Super League titles, wasn't it? I mean, here is a yeah. man, here is a man who can can get hold of a dressing room and can get the best out of his players and he's going to Oldham. I mean, he's, the thing is, he's back He's back in the pool, isn't he? He's a shark circling in the pool again now. Yeah, and a lot of people are suggesting that David Hughes would have rung him straight away and said, look, would you fancy coming back? But, um, but Mr Hughes has made it quite clear that uh, he never wants to go back and bring back a coach. He did that with uh, Tony Ray a couple of times, it did not work. So he will definitely be looking out for someone new, not someone that has been at the club before. You mentioned Tony Ray there. I saw him, Steve-O, at uh, Neville Smith, our um, esteemed uh, former executive producer, head of rugby league at Sky. He turned 60 last week and he had a barbecue at his house. I was fortunate enough to be uh, invited to it. And um, Tony Ray sends you his very best, by the way. He's in great shape up here, I must say. Yeah, he's always kept himself extremely fit. Um, and it doesn't surprise me. Uh, Tony can pop up, or whether invited or not, in, <laughs> some of the, in some of the best parties, especially down in London where he lives. And uh, it, I'll put it this way. He's a great operator and a great man. And he also was a very good hooker. He was. He is a great bloke. It was great to see him. And I'm sure you would like to take this opportunity to wish Neville a happier big birthday. Of course. Happy birthday, Nev. He did a fantastic job when he was at Sky. Absolutely wonderful. And it was a credit to work under such a professional. Hear, hear. Hear, hear. Right. Australian news, Steve-O. Um, Israel Falau. 
He finally gets his release from the <laughs> Catalan Dragons. He's now signed for a Japanese rugby union team. What on earth was the Queensland Rugby League who backed his release from Catalan so as he could join the Southport club down there? What must they be thinking? Uh, farcical, that's all I can say. And on top of that, once again, money. That's what it's all about, money. Japanese rugby union have got a few, Bob. There is, there is no question about oh, that. What, yeah. else, what else is going on away from Japan? What else is going on in, in Australia? Is the game, the game okay down there? Uh, sadly, no. There are so many blowouts. I mean, you know, like 66-0, Manly beat Canterbury. I mean, that's, that's unbelievable. Now, it didn't surprise everyone because that was two weeks ago when five of their players went out of the biosecurity and they were fined. And then the following week, guess what? St. George Illawarra. Their prop forward, Paul Vaughan, said, why don't we have a party? Which he organized at his home. What on earth are they thinking? 13 players have been fined by the NRL a total of $305,000 for breaking the rules. How idiotic is that? To hold a party, and the only reason why they got caught is they were making so much noise, obviously under the influence of drink, that the neighbours complained and the police came. And the players scattered like you wouldn't want to believe. Two were found in a cupboard. <laughs> One player was cautioned by the police and said, look, were you at the party? And he said, no, no, no. He said, I wasn't. I was, I was just out for a walk. And then they said to him, well, why is it we found your wallet at the side of the barbecue? <laughs> I mean, I mean it, is, it, it is absolutely stupidity of the highest order. I could not believe it. Paul, Paul Vaughan has been sacked. That's it. He had a contract for next year for $800,000. That's gone. He's been sacked. He was fined, as all the others have been fined by the police, $1,000. Jack DeBellin has been fined $42,000. And in total, as I say, $305,000 will have to be paid. And these people, it was a percentage of what they were earning per season. Now, how on earth can you try to put across to the general public that you have to isolate, don't go out, stay at home? And, it, I mean, the repercussions are just enormous. You know, the NRL have, have fought hard with the government to ensure that the game is still being played down under. And yet we have Canterbury last week. We have St. George this week. Stupidity. Well, they ought to be careful because despite the fact that the COVID continues to be a major problem up here, uh, we're getting matches still being called off uh, because of it. The government here has ploughed on with loosening the screws. All restrictions will be removed uh, on July the 19th. Sports stadia now can fully reopen. But rugby league surely now 
will be hoping, not 4,500, not 5,000, house full notices wherever the game is played. It would be a shot in the arm for the fans, a shot in the arm for the game itself, but still, they must take care. They must be cautious. I'd love to see all the grounds for the World Cup sold out because it's going to be so important for our game, not just in the UK, but for the world of rugby league that we put on an absolutely fantastic show in the World Cup later this year. Well, they only need to look at the England football team, Steve-O, and the, the absolute joy that that uh, team has brought during the Euros in, in this country. Everybody now, everyone in this country is suddenly an England fan. They're talking about the game. It's on the television 24-7. What a boost it would be for Rugby League if the World Cup, A, happens, and B, England win the thing. Well, we'll see. We'll see in, in, in certainly in a few hours' time um, whether England can get to the final. And if they do win it, yes, you're right, Eddie. Look, when you go back to 66, when we won the World Cup, that was an enormous boost. Young kids, oh, I've got to start playing soccer. I've got to start playing football. I, I want to be part of it. I want to be a Nobby Styles. I, I want to be a Jack Charlton. I want to be a Bobby Charlton. You know, the, these are great, great sort of players that youngsters have to look up to. And let's hope that when the World Cup, if, and I hope it does, goes ahead, all the youngsters can say, I want to be so-and-so. I, I, I want to be one of those great players. It's a golden opportunity, not only for the UK, but for the world of rugby league. We need it. Please, please. And I know that the organisers are working overtime to ensure that the likes of New Zealand, the South Pacific Islanders, and of course, Australia, want to come. Never mind worrying about this security in isolation when you go back. Get on that plane. It's a World Cup. You can't beat it. To win a World Cup, end of story. All the youngsters, something that you've dreamed about. Play for your country in a World Cup. I've got my fingers and toes crossed, Eddie. I do hope that we do get away with it. Well, let's, as you say, fingers and toes crossed, let's hope. Just let's finish on a... A really uh, heartening note, Kevin Sinfield this week has reignited his support for Rob Burrow and the uh, Motor Neurone Disease Association. The fundraising, Steve-O, is heading towards £3 million. Kev's done another um, marathon for his uh, former teammate. It's fantastic news. Uh, you know, they're both now Rob Burrow MBE, Kevin Sinfield OBE, now patrons of the MNB Association uh, in, in recognition of their boundless support good on them and where's the knighthood where's the knighthood for kev we said we'd carry this on uh well now as in rugby union may might you might have a better chance <laughs> i wonder I'm if not... that's why he's going he fancies a knighthood. I'm, uh, no <laughs> listen I'm, I'm not staying that uh kick kick and chase game um has more influence but i just have a sneaky feeling that they might have more influence than the RFL and Super League. But good on you, Kevin. It's wonderful what he's doing. And I said it when it was announced that he was leaving Rugby League. We have lost 
not only a great character, not only a great man, but he was and could have been our future. The, 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 the one thing we can say about Kevin is, OK, when he comes back from the dark side, you never know, Steve-O. You never know. He might come back and he might fulfill your ambition for him. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Hey, hey listen, if he does, I hope I'm still alive. <laughs> hey, listen, you're indestructible and you have to be for the next seven days. <laughs> Take care. And you. Ta-da, pal. <laughs>